Good day, and welcome to this edition of Big Ideas in Supply Chain. My name is Ann Robinson, and I'm the Chief Strategy Officer here at Canaxis. My guest today is Beth Morgan, founder and CEO of Boom Global Network. Beth and her colleagues at Boom recently conducted a survey asking supply chain practitioners, what is it you really need to thrive in your career? And the results were fascinating. Welcome, Beth. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for inviting me, Anne. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so glad you could join us here in headquarters and make the I trek know, over. I know, in this lovely new location. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. Can you start by just sharing a little bit more about yourself, your background? And I know you and I share a passion for supply chain. And really, what motivated this particular survey? Can you sort of share some more details? Yeah, absolutely. So... I won't go right back to the beginning, but my career started in supply chain in the late 90s, actually, uh, working with AMR Research, uh, which was a supply chain advisory firm uh, based in Boston, actually. So for the last 20 or more years, I've had uh, the privilege of researching, uh, analyzing, writing about, speaking about best practices in supply chain across all different areas, started out in procurement, uh, supplier management, sourcing, but more recently spent time uh, in my roles at SCM World and Gartner looking at the people side of supply chain. So what does it take to create, develop, grow uh, the, the teams that run our supply chains? Mm -hmm. And this survey, um, originally it was sort of focused on women, but we really looked at expanding it to include all supply chain practitioners. Absolutely. So yes, in 2019, I set up a global community for women in supply chain. And one of the things that we wanted to do was open up, as you say, the conversation. So for the last three years, we've done a global survey mm -hmm. of all practitioners in supply chain and sort of really taken their pulse on issues of the moment. So going back, so this, this is pre-pandemic, we were looking at career progression, what were the enablers and obstacles, what, what were people's motivations in terms of where they wanted to develop in supply chain. Last year, we of course, we're in the, the depth of the pandemic, so we were looking at, okay, what is life like now working remotely, working in a, you know, a pandemic environment? This year, We've kind of coming out of that, nearly mm -hmm. there. Thank and goodness. now we're saying, okay, given all the, you know, the tough times we've had these last couple of years and the challenges that continue to come our way, as a supply chain professional, what keeps you motivated? What do you need, not only to get the job done, but actually to thrive and really succeed in your career? And what were the themes that emerged from that sur those surveys results? It was really interesting that there were four emerging themes that really stood out. And the first one, I mean, it kind of in no particular order, but one that we had kind of had to put front and center was this whole issue of leadership. So what supply chain professionals are telling us, this is men, women, actually cross industry, cross geography, what they're looking for is a really clear leadership. Mm -hmm. So we've called that look, um, that this this part of the research, leading with vision, clarity, and compassion. The second thing was looking about, okay, how can companies actually support supply chain professionals in their professional ambitions? So despite all the challenges, supply chain professionals, as we know, they're entirely am ambitious. They want to solve problems. They want to grow. They want to develop. So it's mm -hmm. like, what can we do as supply chain leaders, as organizations to help them grow in that? So that was number two. So leadership, support professional ambition. The third one was provide the right tools to do the job. So mm -hmm. this, I know we're going to talk about that a lot more because this was actually really critical uh, to what it takes to succeed. The last one, and perhaps this is again very contextual given the challenges we've been through, how can we support the work-life needs of today's supply chain professional? Yeah, those are all um, such critical themes. So let's, let's talk about the first one around leadership. 
Um, people said they wanted visible, empowering senior leadership that was clear, well communicated, and with a strategic vision. Can you think of an example where that's been done particularly well and maybe some of the, the characteristics that really made that successful? Absolutely. I'm going to call on a couple of things, actually. I'm not going to name any companies in particular because mm -hmm. that's probably not fair to do. But there were some research interviews that we did on the back of the survey where we really sort of dug uh, a little bit deeper into, okay, what does leadership look like? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the characteristics that the survey uh, respondents told us were that they wanted somebody, we've mentioned already, having clear vision, communicating that vision, mm -hmm. um, having a positive work culture, so creating that, maintaining that, so walking the talk on that. We're Willingness to support change, and that touches a lot mm -hmm. of different areas. Uh, one was visibility and access to leadership, so you can actually, you know, have that conversation uh, with those that are leading you. The third one, or not the third one, I think one the fifth one now was empowerment and support. And again, that comes back to these issues of professional development. You know, how can I be given the right tools? How can I be given the right knowledge, the information that I need to succeed? And I think that word compassion came out over and over again. Do you have any ideas or tips maybe on how to show compassion as a leader in these roles while not compromising on delivering results? Yeah, I mean, and that's an interesting one because I don't think those two things are ever mutually exclusive, mm -hmm. that it's possible to deliver results. But I think this is now more than, you know, we've seen the last couple of years, we had to fight fires, we had to get the job done. And that brought with it a lot of stress, long hours, all those things. And actually, there's been a bit of fallout from that in terms mm -hmm. of burnout and so on, which is still prevalent today. Um, so the question is, how can you lead through such, you know, challenging times, but do that in a very, I want to just say human way, right. where actually you you can have a, uh, you know, understanding for what people need and help them do that, uh, give them the right tools. And quite frankly, sometimes just ask the question, how are you? You know, that's come up again and again, uh, particularly for people who've had to work remotely is, you know, they want managers just to spend time saying, you know, how are you? What do you need? Um, and I don't think there's any sort of, you know, puppies and butterflies <laughs> and fluffy things to do with that. It's about being human, right. uh, you know, and giving people yeah, what they need to succeed. It's amazing how some of those traits that we might have just considered normal working environment have gone to the wayside with everybody having been remote for the last couple of years and having to remember how to engage in the work environment again. It's it's been a um, it's it's really been a relearning of skills. And I think you're absolutely think so. right. Just some basic questions like how are you? What's going on? How's your transition back into the workplace? Um, it really, it's Absolutely. an important discussion to have. Absolutely, because we're still going through so much change, you know, readjusting to these sort of new hybrid environments. Uh, as you say, getting back into the workplace, you know, we've had, you know, certain, if you haven't been on the front line, perhaps out in, you know, in a plant or in logistics where you've had to keep on doing your frontline job, but if you have been working from home for the last couple of years, you know, we've kind of got used to that and it has been back-to-back -back calls and blah, blah, blah. Now it's just like, okay, how do we transition back to how things used to be? That's right. And coming out of that, people are realizing okay. that, um, that career progression is important and they do have ambition and they want to grow in the supply chain space. On top of that, we've seen this entity of supply chain change so much over the last couple of years. Um, what did you learn about why people want to change jobs and kind of what are some of the things that are driving that fire in the belly to progress in the supply chain space? Yeah, I think I've mentioned the word ambitious already. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm going to use that again because that came out 
through the survey just again when we asked folks, you know, what motivates you to be in supply chain? It's been tough. What keeps you here? Mm -hmm. You know, what is it about it that you like? And it is that problem solving uh, aspect. It is, you know, the challenge. No one day is similar to the next. All those good things. So people are, I think, hardwired to want to grow, to learn new skills. And when we asked them, okay, so what's motivating you to perhaps not stay where you are Mm -hmm. and move to another employer? The top two things were to grow in their careers faster than they are at the moment. And okay, there's probably well, good reasons why fair. they haven't, but you know that's that's fair. Uh, and the second one was to use their skills more broadly. So there is, an, I think, an innate desire for supply chain professionals to grow, which is you know, and learn new skills. Which you know, as we're going through ongoing transformation, is is great news, right? Absolutely, it grows hand in hand with sort of that that next piece of the conversation around. You said that there was an inter- interest in greater access to to digitally integrated tools. And that sort of goes hand in hand with this desire to use a broader cross-functional set of capabilities. What were the top things that employees or or the the survey respondents said would help boost their performance at work? Well, there were two things. One was leadership, which we've talked about Mm -hmm. already. The other one was actually an open question. So in the survey, we asked, you know, give people choices from things that they had to choose from. One question was kind of, of if if you could wave a magic wand and have something that would help boost your performance at work and deliver what you need to do, what would it be? And the answer came back loud and clear, better access to digital tools. Um, And alongside that, of course, information. So having the right information at the right time with the tools that they need to do the job well. So they really wanted to get out of the uh, spreadsheet kung fu that we've sort of been living in as well. Well, I mean, I think we all know that, yes, spreadsheets, they're (laughs) out there, uh, most certainly. And if you look at, you know, the sort of the, I guess, the the phase of maturity of growth in terms of digital transformation, the majority of companies, we reckon around, you know, just under 60% are still working in environments where they've got legacy tools, siloed tools, you know, very difficult to access information when you need it Uh, and it's only really you know there are companies who've moved beyond that and are using real-time information which they're sharing not just internally but also with their tier one tier two three customers and suppliers but you know that's not the the rule that's probably still the exception today Um, and I believe that uh, the respondents also characterized where they'd like to prioritize their own learnings could you talk about some of the categories where people really wanted to learn more, understand more, help their companies really enable and prioritize their supply chain investments. Yeah, so this was a question where we actually gave a list of about 15 emerging Mm -hmm. technologies and areas uh, of interest. And uh, again, sort of a resounding response from the uh, survey respondents was really around three areas. The first one was sustainability. Um, That was um, head and shoulders, uh, you know, an area where folks said they mm-hmm. they wanted to learn how that you know would apply to them and uh, and learn more about that uh, the next two were around advanced analytics okay. and then more broadly digital transformation and change so there were lots of other ones beyond that so machine learning advanced planning lots of things like that but it was those three things and I think if you look at those I mean sustainability is an interesting one because it's a, it's a big subject mm-hmm. but all the others again are very information related they rely heavily on data and for that, you need the right tools for that. And you need the right know-how in order how to interpret that data and how to apply it. So there's a definite desire uh, for people to understand more about that. And now, 
as we're getting close to the end, the uh, last issue to really come out was around work-life balance and the desire yeah. to have better work-life balance. We know that burnout is still an issue. We know that people are challenged, um, you know, as, as the supply chain work environment has evolved. What did the respondents say would help them have better work-life balance? What are they looking for? Yeah, this was a really interesting one because, and actually still slightly worrying in a way because we did ask the same question this year as we did last year, which is mm -hmm. looking at levels of burnout, and they haven't actually changed that much. So this is still a prevalent issue that I think we, you know, we, we shouldn't ignore. Uh, what we also asked is, okay, when you're looking for an ideal employer, when you're looking for, you know, maybe for your next job move, mm -hmm. what are the things that are almost, you know, deal breakers for you, must so. haves? And there were two things. One was access to hybrid or remote working. And the second thing was flexible working. Okay. So, and this was not gender specific. It was men and women saying exactly the same thing. I think we've learned from the last couple of years that it is possible to work in those ways. Now we've got the opportunity, and quite rightly, we need to come together in person to to meet, even if it's just to socialise. But you know, to mm -hmm. to actually uh, get together in person. But how can we blend that into you know what we've learned from that into into this new world? Because as I say, these are now table stakes. Was that um, similar across levels as well? I wasn't sure if you had levels in the survey. We did. From an age perspective, or you could say experience or level of seniority, mm -hmm. however you want to cut that, the needs were slightly different by age. So I think younger folks were looking for, again, visibility into career path. Where is my mm -hmm. career going to take me? They really wanted to know about that. I think as you go through your career, we kind of have a bit more understanding about what that does look like and where we might go. Um, so sort of mid-career and upwards was probably slightly more way towards that having that access to flexibility interesting well you know we have one last question that we've asked all yep. of our podcast guests so a little different flavor than the conversation we've been having so far if you were the chief supply chain officer of the world what would be your first priority for transforming the world supply chains yeah, big doorstopper question right at the yeah, end. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> it is a huge question. And actually, when I first read that, and thank you for sending it to me in advance, because I think it really does need some thought, actually. Mm -hmm. My first thought was actually sustainability. And actually, it does speak to what we've learned from the survey. Mm -hmm. I'm not alone in that. I think in terms of, you know, we need to protect our future for the environment, for the planet. And that in terms of supply chain, you know, we have a massive responsibility to deliver on that in manufacturing, in logistics, in providing value into, uh, you know, emerging economies and societies. You know, there's so much good that we can do in supply chain. So for me, it would be double down on that. And I'm going to blend in that. So not a second thing, but fundamental to that is bringing the right people to the table, all people to the table. Mm -hmm. So obviously, I'm a little bit biased here because I represent Boom, Community for Women. We need to bring more women into the conversation. And, you know, you were asking uh, this question, CSCO of the world. I mean, that's huge. That made me think <laughs> of the United Nations, actually, uh -huh. and the role that they're playing in this. And that call to action is not dissimilar about how can we bring more women into that conversation, being around the table when we're talking about critical decisions around sustainability, climate change, and the environment. So that's a fantastic answer. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a great conversation. My pleasure. Thank you. And if you would like to learn more about Beth, about Boom, have a look at those survey results, please see the link in the podcast bio. And please join us next time as we explore more big ideas in supply chain. <laughs>